maybe my accessory work was more like functional, like kettlebells and like dumbbells and free weights and chin ups and bands, stuff like that. Sometimes my accessory work was machines and cables and, and I'm mixing more bodybuilding into it. Sometimes I'm doing more explosive work, but it's always an upper lower split. Yeah. You know, so I think the split doesn't really dictate the style of training or the periodization scheme. It's just the way you organize your training. So if you're somebody who's mainly interested in body composition changes and you have four days a week to lift, I would almost always recommend an upper lower split to you. Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. All right, we are live. We got another Q&A today, guys. Uh, we got a lot of jam-packed questions, and do you have any announcements today? I do. Yeah. Um, Halloween week is upon us. I believe this is either going out. We're either putting this out on Monday or Friday. Halloween's yep. on a Saturday. Yep. So what we're doing all week, Monday through Saturday at midnight, so all the way through Halloween, is 31% because Halloween's on the 31st, off any product except the coaching. We don't discount coaching. But any of the eBooks or your first month in the Taylor Trainer. Nice. So um, as you're listening to this, all you literally have to do is go to the website. If You, you can literally click on any eBook you want. There's a coupon code section. Type in SCREAM31, SCREAM mm-hmm. in lower uh, case letters. We'll put that in the description of this podcast as well. Um, as well as the link to the products page, which is tailoredcoachingmethod.com slash products. Uh, and when you get to the checkout page, put SCREAM31, and it'll knock 31% off, um, which actually is quite a bit on yeah. some of those eBooks. You end up getting some of the programming for dirt cheap. Um, and you get a big discount on your first month of the Tailored Trainer if you want to go that route. So, um that's the biggest announcement. Scream 31. We'll announce that on every podcast this week. Um, if this is the third podcast, you've already heard it twice. <laughs> we don't know when this is airing. So <laughs> very uh, pre-planned and professional advertisement right there. Yeah. Um, we'll try to make it Monday, but. Yeah. Other than that, um, nothing, man. Yeah. Um, we got Getting this new, new setup. Yeah. New podcast setup. Feels good. Yeah. It's way better. It's way better. I feel like before, sometimes it was like, if I lean forward, you had to sit back. Yeah. And if you lean forward, I had Intru- to sit back. Intruding. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't want to get too close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is like super spacious, and I think it looks cool. I love it. And now I can put shit on the table, which mm-hmm. I'm a fan of. Keep the Legion bottle on the table, of course. There we Neutropic. go. I pop those things like Skittles. Mm. They're good. Um, it was funny because like a- Go ahead. Haley was like, oh, do you take all four? I was like, yeah, sometimes I take more. <laughs> She's like, I've only been taking two. It's like, take them all. <laughs> Serving size is four. Nice. But, but I, I go to examine.com whenever I get supplements like this. It's a nootropic. And I'll look up, uh, like, what are the max doses for all the ingredients? Because I want to see, like, if I take more than they say, is that going to fuck me up or mm. am I fine? And, like, for example, um, there's alpha GPC in here, 300 milligrams in a serving. Um, max dose, you can take 1200 milligrams. 
which is a lot. So pop them like Skittles. You don't need to. But my wow. point being is like um, if you work up your tolerance, you can't. Now look up the other ingredients because the other ingredients you can't go that high. But um, but yeah, and Alpha GPC is one of those ones that's good to supplement on the side too. You would really like those ones actually. Yeah. Those? Um, these for sure, but even just pure, uh, alpha GPC, um, probably GABA too. There's a, there's a few different good neurotransmitter ones that basically just help your brain work a little bit better, mm. a little bit more efficient, more productive, better vision, better thoughts. Um, yeah. Clarity. Make you smarter. Clarity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the idea of a nootropic, right? For like, sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's like a, it's like a, um, it's like an Adderall that you can buy <laughs> and not feel bad about <laughs> or worry about it being feel a big bad. Deal. Uh, How would you feel bad? I don't know. Oh. I mean, I guess it's, I mean, if you're prescribed it, it's not a big deal, but yeah. if you're not, it's like you're doing something bad. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, once you're prescribed, you're good. <laughs> you're golden. But nothing else, oh, man. man. Um, actually, you know what? Funny. There's one more announcement. Um, last week when this airs this past weekend, I had, uh, four of my mentor guys come out. I have four, five, six, six or seven total mentor clients. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a a two or three that are more like just, uh, private clients that we have calls and stuff like that. And then I have four that are in kind of this like special group that I recently created and it's, and it's very specific niche. So it's, it's, it's purposely, so there's a few things. And the reason I bring this up is one, because um, the event was probably badass as we're recording this. It hasn't happened yet, yeah. <laughs> but I'm planning for it. I'm prepping for it. I know what we're going to do. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited about it and I'm taking to, them to my favorite restaurant on the planet. Um, it's literally my favorite place ever. Yeah. Um, but every time it's like nice date night, I'm like, Oh Shannon, let's go to El Gacho. <laughs> like every single time. Damn. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a really nice restaurant. Yeah. When she chooses, it's like, she, she likes low key. She's like, Oh, let's just go somewhere chill. I'm like, not overpriced that we don't have to dress up. I'm like, no, nah, I want to wear like fucking suit. Yeah. <laughs> get get flashy. But um no, it's uh I haven't done mastermind in a minute, man. I was thinking about this the other day. It's been since I mean, since I hosted a mastermind, if you think about it. I mean, you were there filming. Last yeah. November or not last November, but dude, like probably like last January 2019. Like, really? At the beginning February. of February. February. We haven't had anything. No, you since had this. A, you had one in June. You had one June of nineteen. Right. Yeah. Yep. So over a year. Yeah. Been over a year. Um, and I was doing them three times a year. Yeah. And I think the mastermind idea kind of got over, uh, it's like overhyped. It's becoming like a buzzword. It's, yeah. it's played out. It's saturated. It's, it's becoming these big, huge events. That's just a pissing contest. And it's like, use these seven step funnel systems. And then it's like, copy my exact formula, which is never how business works. You can't copy somebody's formula and it work out the same way for your business. It yep. just doesn't work that way. Um, there's still some good masterminds. I know some people personally that do really good masterminds and it's much deeper than that. But I always loved mine because I think the biggest one we ever held was 15 people. And it was that way on purpose because that way it's like very intimate. Yeah. We'd have like a, a small room, one long table, a bunch of people around it. And it was very, very in-depth. And we're going into every aspect of their life, not just business, um, which is typically where I like, that's where I love coaching more than anything. And I think that the clients that I work with that get the best results on the nutrition realm are the ones that are open to deeper conversations anyway. Definitely. But um, I'm excited for this one because it's been so fucking long. But I got four guys coming out. Uh, they have already came out. And I'm opening a fifth spot is why I'm bringing it up. Um, I wanted to keep this group at five because I'm actually giving them more than I've given any 
mentor group I've ever had as far as the type of calls, the the length of our calls, the the in-depth coaching. Yeah. Um, there's some things that I'm throwing in every single month from like friends in the industry that's like guest speakers coming in. And then we have these live events. Um, they might be all around the country, but this one is home base Seattle for now. And we're going to kick it here and do some stuff. But um, go over, again, core four, really going over every aspect of life, setting new 90 outcomes, troubleshooting their business, going through their pages on their website, stuff like that, record some content. Um, and we're opening one spot. So the goal with me is to have just five people. So it stays super tight knit. Those guys get to connect and be really good friends at the end of it. Yeah. And then I can, they don't all live in the same spot either. No, they're, all. they're, so one's here, one's in Nashville. One's in Actually, Seattle? Yeah. One's oh, in dope. Cody. He's in, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Seattle, but, um, so we're down. Silverdale, something yep. like that, yeah. Squim or something like that, or Squim even deeper. <laughs> Squim's like Olympia, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, Silverdale. Yeah, and uh, one's from Knoxville, Tennessee, not Nashville. It's Knoxville. No, um, one's from Lincoln, Nebraska, but he he's living in Arizona now. And then um, another one is moving in the process of moving to California. So they're they're based there everywhere, right? Yeah. But um, which is dope. And then the cool thing is to like day one, taking them through a bunch of stuff, literally from nine to five all day, training them, doing all this stuff. And then it's like, Hey, go have dinner. Peace. Like go hang out. I, the rule is like, I literally made the rules. Like everybody has to stay in the same Airbnb. Like there's no different places. Wow. And I sent them a link to the Airbnb. I was like, it's this fucking big ass house on Lake taps. Yeah. Which is perfect. Cause it's really close. Yeah. But that way, like they're, they're in this, like go barbecue, have some drinks, connect, talk business, talk, fitness, nutrition, life, like with people that are in the same position as you, you know what I mean? Um, and then they can kind of build that bond and then day two, I'll take them out to dinner. Yeah. But, um, which I'm super excited about and we're going to open one more spot. So if you're listening to this, if you're a male fitness entrepreneur, if you're a coach, um, owning a business and you are looking for a mentor, you're looking for, I don't like the word business coach because although I help them on business quite a bit, it's not really business coaching. It's and I don't like saying life coaching because I think saying you're a life coach is really cheesy. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. There's a think, lot of expectations, too. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I think the problem with it now is there's like weekend certifications. You can be a certified life coach. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody can take a weekend course and be certified at life. Like, not even. I hire a life coach who has been through a lot of shit. Yeah. You know, and he's failed a lot of times. He's succeeded a lot of times. And he's been through the steps that I am currently going through or want to go through. Mm hmm. Right. That has nothing to do with the certification. That's like a decade of learning and growing. So point being is if you're somebody listening to this, you're a male entrepreneur in the fitness space and you want that from me, you want to build a relationship. You want to be a part of this tight knit group. You want mentoring. Shoot me an email, Cody at tailored We're bringing in one more guy. Um, and as this podcast goes, we should probably just air this on Monday, okay. but as this podcast goes out, I will have a, had announced it on my story on Instagram already because my plan is to do it the weekend, the guys are here. There we go. Um, so basically I brought them in. I, I upgraded everything we do and I started adding a bunch of shit into this mentorship group, but I was like, I don't want to add anybody else into it until I feel really good about what's going on and how I'm systemizing and organizing my schedule. And now I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable bringing another guy in. Totally. Um, but it won't be over five. So if you want to be that one single person, shoot me an email. Um, or if you already shot me a DM, wait for my response and we'll set up a call. Um, but other than that, that's, that's all the announcements for today. Oh yeah. I don't think we have a winner to the review, so that'll probably be Friday we announce that. Yep. Mm. So if you left a review for that, stay tuned. Listen to Friday's episode. Cool. All right, let's get into these questions, man. Um, let's see here. We got the first one. 
Uh, the yellow? Yep. All right. So the first one is from Emerson, Emerson Bird. Uh, biggest factor change you see that allows your clients to reach success after years of failure? Biggest factor or change that I see mm-hmm. that allows them to shift into better results after years of failure, he yep. said. Ooh, I, I, that's such a tough one because I think, as always, it depends. But everybody really comes from different places. You know, like I think that there's a lot of people who struggle because they're not nearly as on point as they think they were. Yeah. So the reason they see crazy results once they start with us is is not because we're doing something like new or, or like like the research was just done on it or yeah. some new supplement or anything like that. It, it's It's truly just like you've been trying to do this and you've just been making a bunch of little tiny errors, which means that overall your systems, for lack of better terms, kind of suck. Definitely. They're just not as good as they should be. Yeah. So we come in and we just clean up everything. So it's like, all right, well, you're measuring a little bit inaccurately. Your macros aren't where they need to be. You haven't periodized this out for months on end. You're, you have no refeeds or diet breaks in there. Um, you're not focusing on workout nutrition. Your digestion sucks. Like we haven't dug into stress management and like we start just picking apart at all these little tiny things that could be just 10% better. Mm -hmm. But if you improve 10 things by 10%, like you're making a big leap, yep. right? So a lot of progress. Yeah, a lot of times that's it. That's all it is. People are just not as dialed in as they think they are. Um, another thing I see quite a bit is on the training side. I think that there's a lot of people who come to us, and and we obviously we have two. We offer two different things in, in our coaching. We offer obviously nutrition coaching, and then we have the tailored trainer, which is the membership site, and then we also have custom training where you, the coach designs the program for you. But what we usually see is people are doing like almost like circuit based work. Mm. So they, and it makes sense. This is, I see this more so with women. Um, and with men, it's actually the opposite. I see a lot of guys come in and they're doing too much. And I'm like, hey, we need to do a little less volume, focus on form, lift a little heavier, and just periodize this better. Right. And yeah. then they start recovering well, performing better, and then they get better results. Um, and with women, I see that they're not doing enough load or volume so they're not lifting heavy enough and they're taking too quick of rest periods because they're doing it in a circuit because you know if, if we go out there and we do like yesterday we did uh bench press for three and then chest throws for three right mm-hmm. supersetted but they're explosive they're heavy but afterwards we're not like <sighs> like gassed heart pounding right sure. it's, it's really easy to recover from well most people don't associate that with fat loss Right. And I understand why. And sometimes it does make sense to ramp things up for fat loss. You burn more calories. But the problem people take it too far is they end up going, all right, well, instead of doing that, I'm going to go bench press, deadlift, row, curl, shoulder press. Like they just stack all these things and they go, and then I'm just going to go through it like a circuit five times. And since they're taking such little rest, the loads that they can lift are really light compared to what their max effort would be. And they can't stop and focus on form. Yeah. So they're sacrificing strength, performance, and potential muscle growth for an increased heart rate, which isn't all that fat loss is about. Um, Increased heart rate can be good, but fat loss is about a caloric deficit. So if your diet's doing that, put your training in a position where you're going to build strength and muscle. Um, And we see that all the time. I see, I've had people come to us that, especially women that are doing just yoga or they're doing some yoga in group classes or they're doing CrossFit, but they don't have any individualized attention in the CrossFit. So they don't really have time to progress and they're doing something different every single week. So every time they come in, they're trying to learn new movements and get good at it, which is not long enough to progressively overload. Mm. 
But if somebody was like doing, like we're going to do this exact same program for the next three weeks. By the third week, we're going to be really good at it and lifting as heavy as we can in those lifts. Yeah. And then we're going to switch lifts. Learn that lift, progress it, max out on it, new lift. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's, a, it's a process. It's a system. But if you're coming into the gym and it's different every time because you're just trying to get your heart rate up, sweat harder, and just have like be excited, you're sacrificing a better rate of progressive overload. Um, and a lot of people do that because it is sometimes more fun to do different things. But if you're stuck at a plateau, like sometimes you have to put fun on the back burner and mm-hmm. start thinking about what's actually going to progress you yeah. the most. Can you um, elaborate on what you mean by when you say they do it in a circuit style? Yeah. So imagine like picking five exercises. Um, typically people do this full body. So five exercises, let's say it's like some kind of horizontal push. Then it is a hip hinge, like a deadlift or a hip thrust or something like that. Then it is a horizontal pull, like a row. And then maybe you have two accessory lifts. So yeah. maybe it's like a, a sit-up and a curl or a leg extension and something else. And you pick a rep range, 10 to 15 reps, and you just go from one to the next. Mm. And there's no breaks. And it's just like – so like for our program yesterday, imagine if we did um, – so like let's take the compound lift out. We did T-bar row supersetted with uh, dumbbell military press and then we did um chin-ups with uh what was after chin-ups uh flies reverse flies yep yep Rear flies. yep um so imagine if we did those those exercises with no break in between and we we're just trying to get four rounds as fast as we can do you think we would have lifted as heavy for the T-bar row and the military no. press after a single yeah. set? No. And we would have dropped our load tremendously. So you're sacrificing that progressive overload, that strength for an increased heart rate, which is not all that fallacious about. And if you really like that feeling of increasing your heart rate and you believe in the metabolic effect, which is there, mm-hmm. do a finisher. That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we did 10-minute EDT and we did, um, what was it, dumbbell skull crushers, uh, rope hammer curls. Um, Thumbs down. Yep, rear delt. Yeah flies and then bottoms up carries yeah. the kettlebell in a circuit as many rounds as we could for 10 minutes. So we purposely were lifting lighter loads and we wanted to get our heart rate up and get just a nasty pump. That's perfect. Yeah. Throw that at the end, you know? So there's a time and place for it, but I think people I've seen so like the, the, the funny part about this one is it's crazy. Cause we'll get women that are like, so, um, what's the word when you don't want to do it wrapped up in or well, they are wrapped up in circuit training. Yeah. But they're um despising I don't no know. not despising like they're they're concerned they don't they don't buy in yet they're yeah. kind of discouraged. like discouraged discouraged uh, it's not the word i'm looking for i yeah. used this word in a newsletter this morning i typed it and i can't think of what it is <laughs> but it's basically like just like kind hesitant? of keep hesitant that go. is the fucking word so they're hesitant of it because they don't really believe it yet and it t- sometimes it takes weeks to convince them and then when you finally convince them they're like okay i'm in and then they start seeing results i had this lady email me yesterday i shared it on my story she said yeah uh, she was in tears just trying to get the barbell off her porch when they delivered it to her. Because I told her, I was like, hey, order all this stuff because COVID hit. She was like, I'm going to make home gym. And I was like, per- and that was actually her in. She was doing like circuit and yoga. And then she couldn't because of COVID. So I was like, you should start training at home and using my programming. She did. So I sent her some stuff. And she was like, how do you expect me to lift this? Like, I can't even get it in our, my house. Like, she was pissed. And now she's loading it up and deadlifting. And it's been since COVID. I mean, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, but she's a great example. Like, and her body's changing for the better. You know what I mean? And she's not gaining any weight or losing any weight. She's just completely recomping, which is great. Mm. But um, 
but yeah, I would say the two biggest things are those like improper use of training, uh, and just lack of precision. They're just not as dialed in as they think they are. There's a lot of people who say like, Oh, I eat, I eat really clean. Like I eat really well, or I'm a really healthy guy. I don't understand why I'm not seeing success, you know? And, and it's like, no, like you, you don't realize you don't know what you don't track. Yeah. Right. So until we start tracking, become aware of what is right, what is wrong and, and dial in that tracking. So it's actually accurate. You're probably going to be stuck. Yep. Um, but those are probably the biggest things, man. And I, and I would say mindset. That was yeah. the third thing I would throw in there. And just because, you know, a lot of people, like I was talking, uh, I wrote my newsletter yesterday and in my Instagram post recently about CJ, I talked about when he came to me and was like, Hey, can I, can you start training me and go to the gym? And I was basically like, as long as you commit to all of 2020, like yeah. you got to commit to the whole year yeah, because that's how like this, this really great transformation is going to happen. Um, and when Brock shows up this week, I'm going to say the same exact thing to him. I'm yeah. like, you got to be here every week. Yeah. Like that's the only way this is going to work. And it's that initial commitment that's hard for people that stops them from seeing success down the road. Yeah. But it's the people that are like, fuck it. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it for a year. He hasn't even been training for a year and he's seen an insane transformation. But it's the thought that he knows he's going to be here for that long yeah. that gave him really the investment of like, all right, I'm going to give this my all. I'm here. I'm doing it and I'm going to keep doing it. So fuck it. I'll do whatever he says and I'll just go hard, you know, and yeah. it's and it's working. But that that commitment and that consistency is is so huge. And if you don't have the mindset ready to achieve great results, then you're not going to have that. And sometimes you need a coach to, to ask you, you know, peel the onion, ask you why over totally. and over and over again to get to the deeper reason. Because there's always a deeper reason why you want to lose weight. You know, it, it, there's a feeling attached to it. There's an emotion attached to it. And you got to figure that out because every time resistance hits you and you want to fall off the diet, you want to cheat on the diet, you want to skip the gym, you have to pull that card. Yep. I, I used to actually have people write their goals, like a deep goal and put it in, in their pocket. It was like a goal card. They'd keep it on them all the time. I used to have one too. That's good, yeah. And you pull it out and it says like your goal. So you keep can- Keep going, dude. Exactly. <laughs> and this is why you're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then you can be like, fuck, that's right. Fuck this resistance. Yeah. Fuck that burger. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I'm going to keep crushing this. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Did I used to keep a card in my wallet. Uh, one of my clients told me to do this. And they said, they, they they told me that they did this. And it was one of the happiest couples I've ever met in my life. Um, do you remember Mick and Ray? Mick had a really bad hip. I trained mm-hmm. him. And then I trained his wife, Ray, who is like a, sh- a smaller girl. Diabetic? Red, no. Oh, okay. Red hair. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, they told me this and I, they took me out to dinner a bunch of times and stuff. They were like just the coolest people, mm. like coolest clients. What well, some of the coolest clients I've ever had they always gave me all these books to read and they were so happy and they've been together for so long. And they told me they're like, well, the thing that we both did before we even knew each other was we wrote our ideal like husband or wife on a card, like, like every detail of what you're looking for. And then you won't settle for less. I was like, that's crazy. And I wrote it down and dude, Shannon literally fits the bill yeah. like crazy. The bill. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's dope. It's crazy, that and and awesome. I remember that giving me more confidence. Yeah, because I mean, you remember I went on a few dates. I was yep. like, hell no. Yeah, yeah. But all good. right, let's uh get to the second question. Yeah, dude. You know what I was thinking about too. I have to. I have to say this. I've been thinking about this a lot because you did the same thing. You were like, I don't care if I'm your best man, but I'm I'm doing a speech at your wedding. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, I'm doing a speech at your wedding. All right, I've literally already like thought out everything. Yeah. I'm going to try to make you cry. That's fine. Oh, that's easy. (laughs) I'll fucking. Yeah. 
I'm a, <laughs> just I'm a crier the whole time. <laughs> don't even care. Yeah, I have to write everything. It's always good though. I the only times I've ever seen you cry is like out of happiness. Yeah, literally, yeah. which is awesome. Or pain. Or pain. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you cry. Pain. I've never seen you get hurt like that. Oh, yeah. You never got any injuries in soccer when we played together, did you? Achilles, but uh, yeah, you didn't tear your Achilles. Actually, though, that was you? before you were there, though. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, my junior year. Did you tear it? No. When you tear it, when you tear it, it rolls up in your calf. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's like the gnarliest. That that injury takes so long to recover from. Definitely didn't. So gross. Have you ever seen? Yeah, yeah. One of those Achilles rolled up. Yep. So gross. Yeah. So someone did in professional sports, and I saw it happen. Mm. But yeah, not cool. All right. So the next question is from X Cali XO. Uh, Can you ride? Oh, can you ride? I'm not sure which ride. Can you ride out? Can you ride an upper lower split out for years on end, or should you change it up more often? I mean, technically, you know, I I, I think theoretically, yes, you can. Actually, 100% you can. She said for a year. Yeah. For a year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, for years on end. Years on end. I mean, really, if you want to, yeah. I know people that do it. I've, I've done that yeah. for two years, probably straight, upper lower, but... What was different is like maybe for three months, my compounds were at the eight rep range. For three months, they were at the six rep. For three months, it was like five, three, one. Um, maybe my accessory work was more like functional, like kettlebells and like dumbbells and free weights and chin-ups and bands, stuff like that. Sometimes my accessory work was machines and cables and, and I'm mixing more bodybuilding into it. Sometimes I'm doing more explosive work, but it's always an upper lower split. Yeah. You know, so I think the split doesn't really dictate the style of training or the periodization scheme. It's just the way you organize your training. So if you're somebody who's mainly interested in body composition changes and you have four days a week to lift, I would almost always recommend an upper lower split to you. The only time I would suggest a full body is if you either A, just really truly enjoy full body programs or B, maybe you're at a fat loss plateau. Sometimes it helps to switch up to a full body because there, you do you do burn more calories. Yeah. Because, I mean, doing a squat and then a, a dumbbell bench press and then a row and then something else, like a lunge, like it's just head to toe. You're just using so much musculature. Sure. Um, and there's actually studies that show people lose more fat in a full body program. So mm-hmm. it's, it's justifiable. Um, granted, you might be able to maintain muscle mass easier on upper or lower because volume potential is higher and load potential is higher. But um, you can definitely maintain muscle mass on a full body. So sometimes I would switch that or if you just like it um, or if you're somebody who's like, I usually can train four days a week, but you know, at least one week a month, I can't. I have to train three days because of work or whatever it may be. If you do full body, you never have to worry about missing out on muscle groups, you know, because even if you do skip a session this week, you still hit full body every day. So it's not like if you went to the gym, you did upper, lower, upper, and then missed your second lower, you skipped out on a lot of leg work that you should have done. But if you did full, 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 skip to full, you still hit legs and upper body pretty well throughout the week. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the split is just a split. So, I, I mean, I, I think that – and this is my goal with the changes we're making to the trainers, basically to make all the programs like a year long, mm. which is a lot of programming. But um, – that way there's categories, right? So it's like the way for people listening, I'm, I'm, we're creating this like funnel sequence where it's basically like once you're in, you're like, okay, are you male or female? Click one of those and it goes to the next step. Do you want to train for performance, body composition, or both? Do you want to train three days, four days, five days, or six days a week? Do you want to for, or have you been training for up to a year? 
two to four years, three to five years, or five or more years. Like, and then we can, from that, we know your gender, your goal, your experience, and how many days a week you can actually lift. Totally. And it's just going to pair the best program with you. And instead of it being like, here's six upper lower programs that you can choose from, it's like, here's the program you're doing. Gotcha. And it's going to last a fucking year. And it's going to be an upper lower split because that's what your schedule allows. Now, if you get six months in and you're like, man, I can train five days a week now. You know, I got an extra day off work or I'm allowed to work from home now, whatever it may be. Cool. I mean, obviously there's customer care for that reason. We just switch you over. But that's when I would say, hey, like you should do a upper lower push pull leg split five days. Yeah. Because you have the time to do it, you know. Um, if someone happens to know what program they want to do and it doesn't get, group them up in that with that program, can they request or ask to do yeah. it? I mean, they have access to me and Tori in the group and yeah. via email. So absolutely. Um but the, the whole goal with it was to eliminate confusion, 100%. eliminate decision fatigue. Sometimes it's like, what program should I do? There's 27 in here. Or if they go back and forth between three of them and not wanting to ask or like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it's embarrassing, but some people are just like, dude, I should just pick one. I don't need yeah, to ask. People don't like, like to ask in public because yeah. they don't, because yeah. it shows that they don't know, which yeah. is fine. Like that's why you're in the group yeah. is to learn. But the, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact. Um, and I also think too, the problem with it is like, Hey, what program should I do? I have four days left. I'm like, okay, well, what's your goal? Yeah. How long have you been training? Exactly. What? Kind of, you know what I mean? All these yeah. things. And then we're in the comments, like going back and forth, back and forth, back and yeah. forth. I'm like, all right, now opt into this one. Yeah. Um, just eliminates that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm stoked for that. I think that's going to make the whole experience just cooler. That's cool. And more streamlined. Yeah. Um, but you can absolutely ride out an upper lower program for that long. Um, I have, I probably will. Yeah. Like the only reason I changed to a five, a six day and then a five day was just because we were increasing calories so much. It was like, well, let's maximize volume. Went to six days after a while, couldn't recover, went to five days. And then we went into a cut and I was like, I need to drop to four days because recovery. So I don't have as much food coming in for sure. Um, and I'll probably stay here. Um, I, I sometimes like playing with uh, f full body splits just because it's fun to like mix it up. But if I had to choose one program for the rest of my life, it'd a hundred percent be up or lower and oh. you can stick with it as long as you change variables within it. That's really the biggest thing. They're just two principles then. Yeah. I mean, your compound's got to linearly progress. So like for us, we have sevens the week, first week, fives the second week, threes the third week, and then we start a new program. So every week we're dropping two reps, allowing us to add a lot of volume. So we're building, str or, sorry, add a lot of load. Yeah. So we're increasing strength, lowering volume as the weeks go on. Our accessory work, 15s were brutal yesterday. Yeah. But they go 15, 12, 10, and then on the other day, they go 10, 8, 6. So everything is kind of going down and then coming back up, down, yeah. coming back up. So as long as you're doing things like that, you're changing. Like So we went from uh, trap bar deadlift to sumo deadlift, and then this block is conventional deadlift off plates, so elevated deadlifts, hmm. normal style. Um, and then the week after that, we switch back to trap bar. So we cycle through trap bar, sumo, conventional, trap bar, sumo, conventional. Still always doing a deadlift, still always doing upper lower split, but I'm changing these variables within. It's like the whole methods and principle. For right? sure. The principles stay the same, methods get tweaked around. Yeah. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this podcast, but I wanted to pop in real quick and shout out my sponsor, Legion Athletics. Legion Athletics is the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. They are naturally sweetened and flavored supplements that are scientifically backed with good ingredients and proper doses, which is pretty rare in the supplement space, to be honest with you. And you get 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. So if you hate the product, which probably won't happen, you can get all your money back. 
Right now, you can head over to buylegion.com slash boom boom and save 20% off your first order and start getting loyalty points so you can get free supplements in the future. Legion is literally a company that I have been using for years, not only for myself, but also with my family and with all of my clients. They have some great products for sports performance and health, and I really can't say enough about who they are as a brand, their transparency, because they are one of the only supplement companies that actually says nutrition and training is more important than supplements. So they are very honest, they are very science-driven and evidence-based, and they are the real deal when it comes to the top quality supplements that you can get on the market. So once again, head over to buylegion.com slash boom boom and save today. Now, without any further ado, let's get back to the episode. All right, um, let's go to D Francisco one says if you if one overdieted and screwed up their metabolism, at what point can you can one know it's back to normal? First and foremost, like you got to know that you didn't completely screw up your metabolism. Like it's not broken. You 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 can't break a metabolism. Um, you really can't even. I mean. Screw up. I'm yeah, sure. like I guess. I mean, in some people's mind, it's it's kind of like how are you interpreting? If you ter- interpret it by science, that's not the right terminology. Mm-hmm. But so a lot of people in science won't use those terms. But I mean, if you see a lot of downregulation and a lot of metabolic adaptation, some people would argue like, isn't that screwing it up? <laughs> and it's like, well, kind of. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not screwing it up because we know that it's going to happen. And that's okay that it happens because if you lower calories and or lose a lot of weight and or move less, which usually happens when you're taking in less food and during a diet, your metabolism is going to slow down. It's a yeah. survival mechanism. It doesn't need to be as fast. So things are going to slow down so that you can survive longer on what you're bringing in, you know, or what you have stored. Yeah. But and his question was, how do you, how do you know that it's back to normal essentially? Yep. So you should just be looking for biofeedback signals, really. Like, I mean, like I said, you can't really say that you screwed it up. There's no, like, number, like, when you can get your calories back up to 80% of your previous maintenance or anything like that. Because there's some people who you'll take through a diet. Um, like, I have a guy right now. actually just sent you the after pictures of him yep. again. Jeff? Kevin. Oh. Um, I should say their name, but... <laughs> uh, Kevin Paston. Shout out to him. He's uh, He crushed it. He's I mean, he got pretty fucking shredded, yeah. but... Now we're reversing him and we're already moving past his previous starting point. So when I started him, he didn't have a good baseline maintenance for me to go off of. So I predicted it and then dropped a little bit below it to create a deficit and it worked. So now we're already at what I would have predicted his maintenance to be at the beginning. But he's down almost 20 pounds like in shredded. Like you saw his abs. It's crazy. So there's certain cases where you should be at 100% of your old maintenance, you know, because you just responded really well for a reverse yeah yep. for a reverse and then there's other people that you'll get to like 80 percent. like maybe you started the diet at 2500 calories and now you're maintaining at 2300 because you're 20 pounds lighter and it's the sacrifice you make to be leaner totally. <laughs> eat a little less food um so there's really no caloric number i would give you that says like hey this will justify you being done but what i would say is that you should probably aim for um good biofeedback. So if you don't have any sleep issues, if you don't have any stress issues, if you are progressing in the gym, like you're making progress week after week, um, or at least biweekly, like at the end of every block, are you stronger? Yeah. So like after three to four weeks, are you stronger than when you started that block? If the answer is yes, you're moving the right direction. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, I mean, it's just all those. I mean, you should start to feel a little bit more hungry, like, as you increase calories, so on and so forth. But for the most part, you just want to make sure your biofeedback's good. You're, like, if you had, if you experience any, like, really serious metabolic symptoms, um, typically resulting from, like, down-regulated thyroid, but, like, uh, cold fingertips, toes, and tips of your nose, like, cold all the time. Damn. That's a sign of a low metabolism and low thyroid production. Um, if you, your hair is really brittle or falling out, yeah. if your nails don't grow for shit or a crack, or if your skin, like if you get a cut and it takes forever to heal, um, those are processes that slow down when you have lower energy availability, which is a sign of metabolism being slower. Yeah. Um, so as long as you don't have any of those things, like, you know, I, I even have people like, we have another question on this where she's like trying to figure out if she's done, I think. And she's like, I feel great. Should I keep going? I'm like, well, you don't have to. I mean, yeah. you feel fucking great, then that's the whole goal, you know? Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing. Biofeedback. Yep. Yeah. Nope. All right. Um next one comes from Adam Fig ninety three. Says, What beers are you drinking these days? Mm. Switch it up. <laughs> I think he asked that after the Palm Springs trip with the pictures. Oh, Pacifico? Yeah. I'm a big fan of Mexican beer. Yeah. I love Mexican beer. So I, I like Dos Equis. I love Pacifico. Dos Equis Amber? Yeah. Yeah. I prefer. That's the brown bottle, right? Yeah. yeah. The lager is the green one. Yep. It's okay, but I, I prefer the Amber for sure. Really? Um, even Modelo is good, man. I'm, I'm actually not a huge fan of Corona. I mean, it's good with a lime in it. And there's like, there's times where Corona is like really nice. Corona without a lime is better than anything you've said so far. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, you you like the most basic <laughs> beers ever. <laughs> Look, give me the, the most atypical, average, low-cost Mexican beer, Corona. It's delicious. Give me the most average American beer that's been around forever and doesn't have any cool marketing anymore. <laughs> what? Budweiser. You, that's a lie. Market, cool marketing. Okay. okay. Has Budweiser, the best marketing. Budweiser used to have the best marketing. I feel like Bud Light has way better marketing now. <sighs> dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Is that Bud Light? That, Bud Light's, I think Bud Light sells more than Budweiser now. Oh, yeah. So I think they put more money into the marketing. Yeah. But back in the day, there was the Budweiser dog. No, horses. What was the Budweiser dog? Remember the dog with a spot on its eye? It was a... Uh, sounds like Target. <laughs> it was that. <laughs> <laughs> it was that same kind of dog. Yeah, it's, that's a that's a something nose fighting dog. My oh. uncle used to have one. They're fucking gnarly. I never dude. knew Budweiser. They're, dude, their nose is so weird. Yeah, they're mean. Super rounded and then straight. Spud McKen Spud McKenzie. Yeah, that was his name. The um, dog's name for Budweiser. Yeah, this is like, dude, Budweiser commercials. Like, I might not have even been born yet. Okay, I think the oh. only reason I know is because Brett's dad had a picture of it on the wall okay. <laughs> but so, the famous like Budweiser of course yeah yeah okay yeah I know that um but no I, I'm just joking you just you just have a very basic taste yeah absolutely I'm I'm like bougie with beer I I, I like really good tasting I mean if if but if we're saying like what's my favorite beer I've been into Mexican beer lately and maybe it was just summertime yeah um, cause I, I think I, I saw this Pacifico commercial and it was like these dudes surfing and then they like hopped on the beach and popped open a Pacifico and yeah. I was like, man, that looks refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started getting them. Uh, but did typically you, did my, you get that box in Palm Springs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I brought that box. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we've been getting, I've been getting Hef more than anything. Yeah. That's like my go-to is usually I Hef. I used to, but I'm not a big Hef guy anymore. I love Hef, man. I, I've, I usually get Widemir. Pyramid's good Hef too. Um, 
I actually like Iron Horse half better than anything. High five half, but they don't. It's seasonal. They don't sell it in yeah. stores. So when I was in Ellenburg, we yeah. went to the brewery and I actually got it on tap because that's the only way you can get it. Yep, it's fucking amazing. But definitely have. Um, if I'm in the mood of of drinking a beer for dinner, I will have an Irish Death or like an Elysian Jeez. Mocha. Yeah, or, or the Elysian Pumpkin ones are good too. Yeah, but those ones are like stouts. Yeah, like they're fucking thick. Yeah, and they're so filling that you literally can't eat afterwards. I had two of them Sounds for horrible. dinner one time. <laughs> two for dinner? <laughs> yeah, because I got two. During or four? Four. <laughs> because me and Shannon were going to share them, and then she took one sip of the pumpkin. I was like, no, I don't like that. All right. <laughs> and they're like, you know, 24-ounce bottles. They're, Whoa, yeah, they're the 24. big ones. Because they're like the fa- like the, yeah. the micro brews yeah, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was like, all right, drank that. I was watching uh, some Egypt documentary. It was cool. And she was like on the computer decor shopping, of course. And then I uh, popped up another one. She took a sip. She's like, nope. <laughs> All right. Drank that one, too. Yeah. I was like, I don't want dinner. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> full. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I would say half. Yeah. Um, I went to, I almost got in a fight with the waitress at The Rock, man. Not literally, but she. I, I ordered a half. Me and Shannon went there a couple weeks ago. And I ordered a half. She brings me a beer. And it's like bright, like clearly an IPA. Like clearly an IPA. And I look at it kind of like, huh. Not hazy. Not, no. Yeah. No, like very, like, you know how IPA has that, like. Yellow. Yeah. yeah. Yellow, orangish. Yeah, like yeah. That. And uh, I was like, huh. And she, like, walked away. And I was like, Chen, does that look like half? She was like, no, it looks like IPA. And I, like, take a drink. I was like, and I, I don't like IPAs. Yeah. I actually hate IPAs. Yeah. And I was like, that's 100% IPA. Shannon loves IPAs. Took a sip. She was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely. Lady comes back. And I was like, hey, does that look like a half? She's like, it doesn't. And I was like, I don't think it is. I think it's IPA. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Maybe I went to the wrong keg. Comes back. Same exact beer. I was like, that, that she, looks exactly the same. She was like, it does look exactly the same. And I was like, do you want to try it? And she was like, well, let me go uh, have the bartenders taste it. And like three of them tasted it from behind the counter. They're like, this is half. No. And I'm like, no, you just don't want to retap your keg that you incorrectly tapped. Fuck? You guys c- connected the wrong keg. Yeah. And you don't know which one's the half. And you don't want to waste beer. I don't want it. I was like... So I got a free beer, but it's like a 22-ounce glass. IPA, though. Yeah. You drank it? Of course. Man. Because I'd I had, rather just pay I, for one that I want. I had no option to get a heft. They didn't have, that was the only heft they had was on tap. What the? Because they do their own brew there. Yeah. And she's like, this is heft. And I was like, this isn't heft. This is our heft. Oh, it's my. It's like that awkward stare of yeah. like, I know you're wrong, and you know you're wrong, but you don't want to admit you're wrong. Yeah. This is weird. Okay. Dude, anyway. Weird. Wow. But... um. Definitely a half guy. Yeah. Yeah. Big Budweiser guy. If anybody yeah. wants to send me some Budweiser. Yeah. Travis has a Budweiser. Like, Everything. Obsession. Socks. Signs. Socks. Swim shorts. Swim shorts. Hat. Definitely got a couple shirts. Yeah. Flag. Cowboy hat too, right? see my garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beer signs. Yeah. Huge well, Budweiser guy. Huge. It's like kind of crazy. I think I've gifted you Budweiser apparel you know like four times. I ho- I don't know how many listeners you have, but you know, <laughs> you know what uh, Budweiser stands for? What? Because you deserve what every individual should enjoy regularly. No, it doesn't. Budweiser, absolutely. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's absolutely what it is. But you should no. enjoy it. Somebody made that up, but that's really good. Me. You made that up? In college, yeah. Damn, that's clever, yeah. dude. I love it. Do you think uh, Adidas actually stands for All Day I Dream About Soccer? <laughs> Somebody, like, I always thought that's what it I mean, stood maybe, for. I didn't make that up, but. I, man, that's, I have no idea. That is good. Thank you. You could be a copywriter. All right. Uh, we're going to go to the next question. Good beer talk. Um, we got one from Katie Woodruff. 
I think my hormones have been off. My period has been absent for a year due to deficit dieting and probably high stress. But I am gaining weight. Could could it could it oh, but I am gaining weight. Could it be high cortisol or water retention due to stress or hormones? I know I am I am not in a calorie surplus even though my body has probably had some metabolic ad- metabolic adaptation. adaptation. <laughs> Hip Hip hippopotamus, hippopotamus. Um, you know what I love about our listeners is that it's like <laughs> so, like three sixty yeah. when we go through the questions. What's your favorite beer? Hormones, yeah. menstrual cycle. <laughs> um, Real. Okay. So you're gonna have to reread that question for me. Yeah, she says I like. Uh, I think my hormones have been off. My period has been absent f- for a year due to deficit dieting and probably high stress, but I am gaining weight. Could it be from high cortisol or water retention due to stress or hormones? I know I am not in a calorie surplus, even though my body has probably had some metabolic adaptation. Uh, no. I mean, it could. so you could. It, it kind of depends. Like, is she saying she's gaining weight or it's just asking about the fluctuations? I mean, the fluctuations can she definitely. She says she's gaining weight, but could it be high cortisol or water retention due to stress or hormones? So stress... And hormones, mainly cortisol hormone, which can be increased via stress, mm-hmm. um, is can potentially retain water. So yes, the answer it could be that. However, if you're linearly gaining weight, meaning week after week after week, you're slowly gaining weight. It's definitely not water retention. If you have water retention from stress, what's going to happen is you're going to wake up one day, you're going to be two pounds heavier, and it might linger for a few days and then fall off. Yeah. And then it comes back at a random time and it's three pounds. Then it comes back at a one and a half pounds. And it's happening every time you have a stressful event. You get lack of sleep. You have a crazy work day. Um, you get in a car accident. You start a new training program and you're under-recovered, whatever it may be. But that's a very temporary and, and finite fluctuation. You know, it's just that little fluctuation. Um, if you're gaining weight consistently, you're just not in deficit. And you might not think you're in a surplus, but you may be not as accurate with tracking as you possibly think you are or your met- metabolism is just a little bit slower than you think it is because if you do have a, a problem from years of dieting and, and, and issues like that and under eating then you metabolic adaptation can get to a point where again your maintenance is lower and therefore when you try to diet theoretically by formula you, you calculate your deficit you should be losing weight but you're not because that calculation is no longer accurate because yeah. there is no formula to calculate your calories or like TDE. There's no TDEE formula that gives you maintenance calories considering metabolic adaptation. Yeah. Right? So if there was like a factor inside the formula that said like, cause you know, it's like weight in kilograms times age times 275 times the, like just random yeah. shit. I don't know how they think of these things. Um, and if somewhere in there, it says minus, four times years of dieting or something like that and they could factor in metabolic adaptation then we could say like different but you also wouldn't have this question if that was the case yeah because you would have had the right maintenance to start with but i think at the end of the day like you're just not truly in as big of a deficit as you think you are um and it's probably because of the metabolic adaptation but if you are did she say she still hasn't got her period uh yeah my period has been absent for a, a year due to yeah so that that says that it, you still have low energy availability, um, like the female triad is what they call it. And, and uh, essentially, you need to go into a surplus for a little bit. Like the uh, whole like all-in approach from like Stephanie B- Buttermore and stuff like that, where she just intuitively ate as much as her body felt like she, it needed. She gained a good amount of weight. She probably gained like 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. 
of not good weight, but she yeah. was okay with it. And she fixed all of her hormones. It felt better because she let her body put some fat on it and let her body gain some weight and eat some more food, mm. um, which can be hard. Yeah. It can be hard for them. But if you're in a position where you're not getting your period um, and the diet's not working anyway, spend the next year just fixing your body, you know, focusing on health, eating more food, allowing a little bit of fat to accumulate, but just train harder, push yourself in the gym, find other avenues to set goals in, in your life and then come back to the diet in a year your body will be healthier and more responsive to the deficit that you're in right now. So in a year's time, if you did that, you could, did she say how many calories she's eating right now? Nope. So let's say she's eating 1500 calories and it's not working. If you did that for a year and then you went into 1500, you would lose weight like that because your body is ready to receive that diet and you've, you improved your metabolism and your hormones. Yeah. Um, I mean, was she just asking, what would I do? She, Oh, she said, is it cortisol? Yep. Could be. Like I said, that'd be very temporary, though, so I doubt it actually is. Yeah. Cool. So, um, next question is, oh, dude, there's no way I can pronounce this. Venkatesh Tarakad. Tarakad. That's pretty good. Right. Hi. I am an avid fan of your podcast. I am from New Delhi, India. Dope. I am a male. 48. We have a lot of listeners in India. That's sick. Isn't that r- kind of random? <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. That is so cool. It's so cool. It just, it's, it, the reason Cody I say it's Mc- random is because it's just like, I mean, that's really far, and it's like <laughs> just like one spot in yeah. an isolated area. Because when you look at the map on, on our podcasting thing, like all around it, it's not that popular, and then all of a sudden it's India is like huh. killing it. And the people that hit me up on YouTube that said they, they don't speak English, so they read our subtitles. Yeah. And they want us to put all the episodes on YouTube. Yeah of that and i told him we can't always do that yeah. um they're from india too oh touche pretty cool yeah well this is a uh a male he's 48 years old five six 165 pounds i consider myself fit for my age i do crossfit type group workouts three days a week and play soccer once a week my calorie intake is maybe around 2000 to 2200 calories per day on average oh uh, would it be great if you could address two points which have been bothering me for some time? First point. My body fat content has always been high at around 25% in, sp- in spite of me reasonably healthy lifestyle. Why would that be and what major thing am I be missing? So first thing to consider is the route you took in testing that body fat percentage. Uh, because I see this all the time and people will do the handheld ones and uh, I'm like, nah, it's completely inaccurate. Um, then I see people do calipers, which are also inaccurate, but they're more consistent. So they're good ones to use if you're doing it regularly. Yeah. Um, very rarely do people get DEXAs, which is probably the most accurate that's um, maybe you did. accessible to, to normal people. Otherwise, I mean, if you're a doctor and you can get like a, um, not a CAT scan, what are those uh, MRIs MRI? or ultrasounds? Like those can do really good, but who the fuck has access to that, you yeah. know? Um, fake an injury so you can, uh, did you, my ACL's good? Cool. Did you catch my body fat percentage? <laughs> <or so? laughs> Doctor's like, well, excuse me? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, but insurance covers this, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. You're checking in with the secretary. Why are you here? <laughs> For my BMI. <laughs> I mean, ACL tear. Yeah. <laughs> my knee hurts. Anyway. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he got that. Yeah, because it could be just inaccurate. You know, yeah. you could actually be... I mean, th- there's literally... Some of them have a margin of error of 12 to 16%. So, like, 
up to 12 to 16 percent which means it could be just you could be 23 yeah. instead of 25 but you could also be 10 percent instead of 25 Damn. like there's a huge margin of error so if you haven't checked out um and we gotta link this in the show notes but the uh body fat scanner blog i did and I basically, I cited a bunch of other articles and research on these different things. And then I, I went over like the most popular ones, like um, the handheld one, uh, Bod Pod, Dexa, um, InBody, Calipers. I went over all of them and I literally broke down the margin of error on all of them. Um, so really helpful. And it's just eye-opening for people to be like, oh, okay, so maybe I shouldn't worry about it because I just get stressed when I see it. Because yeah. it tells me I'm fat and I don't feel like I'm fat basically. Mm. And that's what he's saying. He's yeah. like, I feel fit, but this is telling me otherwise. So it's probably inaccurate to be completely honest with you. The other thing that could be happening is you could be one of those people, which this is a genetic thing you can't really control that stores fat, um, internally more than externally. Um, so you can do something about this. It just means that you do have more body fat to lose than you realize, but it's not subcutaneous. So if you have subcutaneous fat, that means like I have fat over my pec muscle. I have fat over my abdominal muscle. I have fat over my it's between the muscle and the skin right so that's why like when we're in a bulk you look big but you can't really see that much definition when you remove that subcutaneous fat all of a sudden you get more and more shredded right because the skin is getting closer to the muscle yeah but um internal fat i want to say it's called visceral fat is around the organs so it's even beneath the muscle tissue it's literally around your liver your organs mm. your intestines like all that so it's definitely not healthy because that can affect your organs which that's life or death yep but some people just store more fat there. I, I want to say guys are more prone to this than women, um, which is part of the reason why it's easier for men to have abs than women. Um, I believe uh, that's the theory, one of the theories. But um, it could be that. Um, and then the last but not least, man, it, it could be you just don't have enough muscle tissue. You know, if you're taking a body fat scanning test and it's saying you have high percentage but you feel fit – you can be fit and, and healthy and athletic without having a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. Like if you look at some of uh, like, I mean, David Beckham's getting older now, but like his whole career, nobody would say that guy's not fit. Extremely fit. Yeah. One of the best soccer players ever lived, right? But if he takes off a shirt, he's not jacked whatsoever. He looks very like average and not impressive, to be honest with you. Um, not to judge David Beckham's physique, but <laughs> but he's not a bodybuilder. Yeah. That's not his focus. His focus is running being good at soccer, being healthy, staying alive longer, taking care of his joints, not how big his chest is. Yeah. You know, that's going to help him play soccer. Yeah. Um, I mean, so for him, like he could run way harder than me. He's prob probably more athletic than me, blah, blah, blah. But I might have a lower body fat percentage than him just because I have more muscle tissue. The more muscle you have, the lower your body fat percentage is because the greater percentage of your total mass is muscle. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of times where people are, are like skinny fat or they were skinny fat and they lost some weight, but they still don't see the changes on the scale or in the mirror or on the body fat scanner test. And it's because you just need to spend time building muscle. Yeah. So it could be that. Totally. And for the record, I think David Beckham had a six pack. I've seen a I picture of him not long ago that was like, and it was like an old picture. It wasn't like a new picture. Oh, I was like, he dude, just, he's like a family man. The now. only reason I used him is because I, I remember seeing him and be like, damn, I would have thought he was way more ripped. Really? I mean, like Cristiano Ronaldo is pretty ripped, but he's yeah. also like an underwear model. Yeah. So and David Beckman is too. Calvin Klein. Was he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's an H&M model too. But, but then there's like, uh, when, you, the say, who's, when who's, you said chess, like he, he's not like, yeah, he he's a bodybuilder. Exactly. Absolutely. He has flat chest, no yes. definition in his shoulders because yeah. he doesn't. Sit there and do lateral raises and flies. Exactly. Um, what is the the player from Argentina? Amazing Wait, player. Uh, Lionel Messi. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, that's not who I'm thinking of. But Messi is is the Argentina player that is yeah. amazing. 
I don't think he's jacked either. There's another guy. Maybe he's from Columbia or somebody. He's like super tatted, kind of long hair. I don't know. I don't even think he speaks English. Halo or Ronaldinho or no. He might be from Spain or Pele something. I don't know. I follow him on Instagram. I'm trying to think. Pele's old man. He's Brazil. Yeah, from yeah. Brazil. But that's like one of. The, he's probably. Who are you thinking of? I can't remember. He's a pro soccer player. I want. He, and now that I think he's, I think he's from Spain oh. or Portugal, one of those countries Ramos over there. Ramos or. Could be Ramos, actually. I don't know. Super tatted. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, this guy has a second point. Um, let's see. Here we got. Um, he says the weekly soccer game for 60 minutes is pretty intense. And I play with a group where the average age is about 20 years younger than me. I wear a polar heart rate strap watch to record my max heart rate crosses 175, almost all games. And the average for the session is around 150. How concerned should I be? And what care should I take? For that heart rate? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, I think he's just asking, should he be worried about that heart rate? Uh, he said he gets up to 170, and it's Five. usually an average 150. 175 and an average 150. Not a problem at all. There's athletes that get up to or above 200 yeah. beats per minute in a game. And then the the concern is less like – so people's tolerance for higher heart rates are different. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, if you have heart arrhythmia, um, which is – I don't know if you would consider that a disease, maybe like a disorder. Disorder. Um, if you have heart arrhythmia, then you do have to be very concerned about it because if your heart rate gets up too high, that's where you'll stop. Yep. Yeah. You have issues. Um, I've had clients that have had that and it's like they're they're so good at monitoring it though, thank God, because they get to a point and they just like I would literally turn around and some they'd be laying on the floor looking like they're meditating. And at first I'm like, What are you doing? They're like and then they explain to me I have heart arrhythmia. If it gets too high, I have to stop, lay down, calm myself down. It's like, damn, that's like some hard to work out. Bruce Lee control. Yeah. yeah. Slow your heart rate down. (laughs) But, um, or kill Bill has a good movie. You ever seen that movie? No. Oh, that's a great movie. I've seen the cover. It's like the best like chick action movie ever. Yeah. Where like the girl is the main character and she knows Kung Fu and just whoops everybody's ass. There's a couple good ones. Isn't there? What's that? Straps like Laura Croft. Resident Evil. Oh, Laura Croft's dope. Yeah. Laura Croft was a, a video better video game than it was movie. Oh, I've seen any of them, but oh. I'm, just, I'm thinking of like very popular video game. Yeah, but Resident Evil as a girl. Yeah. Oh, and really good movies. Yeah, I didn't play the video game, but my brother did, of course. Um, <laughs> played all the video games. Yeah, big um, video game guy. But uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about your heart rate unless you have a heart arrhythmia. Um, Mention that. I mean, obviously, if you were like, well, it gets up to 300, and I'd be like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But um, 175 is not an issue. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're getting to astronomical levels, which is just somewhat unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. But for 175, you're fine. Um, What you want to pay attention to with heart rate for health is your resting heart rate. So take that same heart rate monitor that you wear, and as soon as you get an app like BioForce HRV, um, Joel Jameson's app, really good app. Wake up in the morning, put the strap on, pull the app out, test your HRV, see what your score is. That is your resting heart rate. And that's going to determine a better sense of health, stress, recovery, nervous system function, so on and so forth versus how high it gets mm-hmm. during training. Yeah. Well, that was his last point. And that was the last question of the day. Thank you for listening yeah. from India, dude. Yeah, that's sick. And spreading the word over there. Yeah. So fucking cool. I, I like that's one of the coolest things to me is like how 
It's like spreading. international. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it's funny because I've had this conversation with people before. I remember my first international client. Yeah. And like how big of a milestone that was. Like, holy shit, somebody found me in another country. You That's know, another sick. continent. Yeah. Like that was crazy. I think the first I know they were in Europe, but I'm trying to remember if it was Germany. I think it was Germany. I think it was Berlin. Uh, it was a CrossFitter. But um, I've had that conversation with, like, mentor client stuff. Like, hit me up. Do I got my first international client. Yeah. It's, like, so fucking cool. That is so cool. It's a big move. It's yeah. a big milestone. It's so, wild to think yeah. about. It's really weird. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I, I was just, yeah, thinking about it earlier. You're like, India. This guy who just found a kid from Milton. <laughs> Dude, I like you. <laughs> fucking Milton. Yeah. Anyway, all right, I cool. never say Milton um, either. Let's, uh, again, um, 31% October. Yep. All so this week, just can, this week. Can you, yeah, explain it again. It's all week long. All week long. Today is Monday. So it's going until Saturday at midnight. There we go. So you got to do it before Sunday. 31% off any ebook or the first month of your membership of the Taylor yeah. trainer. Um, the, the coupon code is scream 31. Uh, gotta be specific. Um, just for, cause we got listeners mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, Midnight Pacific, Eastern Pacific. Okay. Pacific. Yep. So remember Seattle time. Yep. Exactly. Um, so unless you're West Coast, it's going to be earlier than midnight for yep. you. Yep. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll just extend it to Sunday. That yeah. way nobody gets screwed over because yeah. of that. But don't procrastinate and wait till midnight on yeah. Saturday. Touche. Do the dang thing now. Yep. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering, and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, Head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the nutrition hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here, and I'll see you next time.